Hello. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you, man? I am good. This is by far the easiest it's ever been to start an episode of the podcast. There were zero technical difficulties, and it only took 10 previous episodes to get to this point. I'm so happy, man. Yeah. That's that's great news. You're getting it down. Yeah, I know. Finally. It's, it's <laughs> two and a half months of this is paying off. <laughs> Why don't you enjoy us into the podcast and we'll get started. All right. Uh, welcome to the Do You Consider Us Friends podcast with the one and only Lucas Abreu. Is that it? Do you want to like, introduce yourself too? Oh, yeah. I guess I could do that. Yeah. Uh, my name is Quentin. Uh, I know Lucas from high school. Uh, that's how we first met. And yeah, we've stayed connected ever since. Boom. <laughs> How would you grade that introduction right there from the episodes you've listened to? How would you grade it? Ooh, off the cuff. Um, I'd give it a, a six. Okay, nice. You know. So you passed. Love that. Yeah. I hit all the important parts, but... Yeah, you got the names down. We didn't jazz it up too much. To the point. Very effective, yeah. Do you consider us friends? Lucas, I very much do consider us friends. Amazing. It's been now... How many years? 13? Oh my God, since we met? I think so, right? Or, or I mean, give, a, give or take, I guess it wouldn't be really giving months, but 13 at most. But that's when I moved to Kansas City for high school. That, that's, that was our freshman year. Yeah. I was thinking about the first time that we met and like actually talked. And I want to say it was sophomore year in Spanish class. Yeah. And you were wearing an Ohio State jersey or an Ohio State sweatshirt. And I didn't really know anyone else in the class, but that kind of uh, sparked my interest. I was like, hey, this dude's into sports. I'm, I'm a huge sports fan. Mizzou, obviously. Yeah, we had the common interest there and set us down the path of friendship. Yeah, I, I vividly remember us meeting in Ms. Laws's class. And yeah, I feel like we were, at least I'll speak on behalf of myself, just absolute menaces. <laughs> I was thinking about this, I think literally today or yesterday, like constantly laughing at the most inappropriate things. And just, I can imagine now from an objective point of view, watching that, like how truly frustrating and infuriating that must have been for her. Because <laughs> like, she liked us. She liked us. We were good students. You know, we were there for at least two years with her. And so like, right. yeah, I just, it, it must have been frustrating too. But yeah, that, that class was a lot of fun because she was a great teacher. She was. That was, yeah. a, that was a great class. And yeah, I think we were both in their back-to-back years, yeah. if I remember correctly. And she was super fun and outgoing and just a great teacher and good learning environment. So definitely some good memories back in that class. Yeah, very much spoiled. Did you take AP Spanish? I did not. Okay, so it was just pre-AP and then you tapped out. I did. I got to the fourth year and I was like, I'm good with English, I think. Yeah, no mas, por favor. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how much really stuck with me. I have like the numbers a little bit, but (laughs) beyond that, it's a struggle. Yeah. What would you say, because we had several classes together at Blue Springs South, either of our classes that we had together or just classes in general, what was your favorite class that we took or that, that you took there? I think it would have to be newspaper. I, I could not agree more. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Some great times in Mr. McCleary's Frank's Frank. newspaper classes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just remember all those super late nights just editing. We had the squad back there. I remember for, for no reason I wanted to be intense and I was like, okay, if Frank walks back in, I'll just say the word Nighthawk and that'll alert everyone else to like straighten up and like get back to work. <laughs> and everyone was like, please don't call him Nighthawk. Just stop. Just shut up. But yeah, I, I don't know. It was just so fun. We'd either go to like the pizza street and just have like the buffet of pizza or like Chick-fil-A, yep. you know, bring food back, hang out, stay till like 11 PM, just editing stuff. And what a great time. It was, it was, it was nice. Cause we had that basically computer room cave yeah. behind the classroom that we would go into in the evening and work on our stories. And yeah, it was just like a little community in there putting together a high school newspaper. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And honestly, like a lot of responsibility just to give kids, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Like, hey, we're going to trust you to write stories, to come up with stories, cover them, put it out, and then like expect, you know, no typos and like genuine integrity from people who, you know, at times would have beef with other students and maybe intentionally misspell names or put, you know, maybe not the most flattering images, <laughs> which is insane, <laughs> but uh, it happened. And it was, you know, it was high school. It was high school. It was. And luckily we had Frank there to keep us in line most of the time. Yeah. He did his best. He tried. Yeah. He did try. Looking back, like, you know, uh, I think everyone respected him and like appreciated that he genuinely cared about what he was doing and the impact he was having on us. But I really did enjoy him as a teacher. I feel like he not, not only did care, but also like was very patient because, you know, mm -hmm. again, a lot of dicking around, not only in Spanish, but in journalism. And so... Yeah, it was uh, a very favorable time. Another class we took together, though we weren't in the same period, but we took the same class, was AP Physics. Right. Yeah. Uh, how much pressure did you feel? I don't know if this is still the case now, but with Mr. Dorsch, actually, no, I'll call him Nathan because he said once we got our bachelor's, we could call him Nathan. <laughs> so I'm going to call him Nathan. Actually, I have my master's. So Nate... <laughs> I think he at that point had like 70 kids take the the test, the AP physics test, mm -hmm. and not a single one had not gotten a three or sorry, not gotten below a three, which means every single person that took it was at some capacity, you know, quote unquote passing and or like getting credit at whatever college they were going to. I, yeah, he was by far one of the best teachers I had in high school because like you said, he took great pride in trying to get every single student to get that college credit for physics. And that's just rare. Like there's so many teachers who just kind of go through the motions. And if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. But Dorsch, Nate, so I don't have my master's yet. Nathan. Mm, good catch. Took great pride in making sure his students succeeded. And he was just a fun dude as well. I feel like when we were in his class, it felt like he was only a few years older than us because he just kind of had a boyish face and yeah, he had superhero posters and just a very fun guy. Played contemporary music. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, he had gone to South and he had had teachers that we have had as well. And so, and like, I, he maybe took what, one gap year between graduating and then becoming a teacher at South. So like, mm -hmm. You know, that was within five years. So he, he was still very young for sure. 
Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I remember going into that test, obviously feeling very nervous. And then I think we were talking afterwards. You didn't inspire much confidence in me at the time. But I remember we talked about this one question where it's like, you know, a swing off of a tree and it's like at its highest point, if they were to like let go from the tree, what direction would they go in? And this is like a very hard thing to describe over an audio medium, but at its highest point, the object should go straight down because it's reached its like highest potential or whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but anyway, I drew a little drawing that pointed it going like just continuing off. And it's like one of the most basic things of physics. And all that to say, I was like, oh my gosh, if I missed one of the stupidest, easiest points of this exam, like a 0% chance that I, I passed it. And I I, I remember I, I, I got a five and I was blown away. You got a five? Oh my goodness. I got a five. My first test, I got a 51 in that class. <laughs> I remember I would just look up the answers to the homework and then copy it down. And so I was like doing great on the homework. But then when it came to the tests, I would just suck. But then, yeah, second semester, I feel like I really put in the work with like, you know, with Nate and with Lindsay Douglas, who is tremendously helpful and, you know, staying after and, you know, helping tutor me. And then there were points where I would turn around and like, you know, help her out with a problem or, you know, explain to other students uh, how to solve something. And so just to see that like grind, that really gave me the confidence to then eventually get a C in Calc 1 in college <laughs> that, that very first semester there. But yeah. Any other fond memories of high school, specifically like not during high school, but at school? I mean, so many of my memories are of like newspaper and Spanish, the classes that we had together. Yeah. But I also remember, you know, hanging out a lot after school, yeah. going over to your place, starting up a, a college football franchise mm. on NCAA 14 uh, and just playing that for hours trying to get into one of the BCS bowls with like Bowling Green or something yeah you know going out shooting hoops just hanging out just doing fun high school crap yeah it's it was it was a great time um, what about you do you have any other distinct memories of school at one point we had gym class together oh that's right that just dawned on me yeah and like I don't know. Gym class is so weird because it's like in high school, I mean, at any grade really, but it's like, hey, like go get sweaty and run around and then just go back to class. Like, yeah, that, that's so shocking. <laughs> yeah. Now that now that I think about it, but that's what the X body spray was for. Oh, of course. Yes, absolutely. That That basically just covered up all the bad smells and left you smelling like an angel. So. Thank goodness for that. Yes. All my Aeropostale t-shirts <laughs> were drenched in sweat and axe. So, <laughs> but it balances out. It balances out. Oh my God. The, the pH levels bounce out. Makes a nice uh, concoction when they're mixed together. Exactly. So from high school, you know, we had a lot of memories there, you know, classes together. I feel like we were in clubs together besides just newspaper as well. What do you feel like? you saw because whenever i went back to kansas city for christmas or you know just to visit my parents for whatever reason like we would obviously spend time together how do you feel like you saw me change from high school and then whenever i'd come back over the course of the years from college oh that's a good one so i distinctly remember you know after high school you went to ohio state i went to mizzou in columbia m-i-z 
ZOU. And, you know, despite the distance, we still made an effort to like call and chat and just let each other know what was going on in this next step of our lives. And I think the thing that kind of I noticed changed about you was, I mean, you were already outgoing in high school and would talk to anybody and just make anyone laugh. But I think you even took it to the next level when you went to college and just kind of opened up and just really put yourself out there and try new things. I remember you kind of cycling through different majors uh, in your undergrad. Yeah. Trying new things, seeing what stuck. Uh, and I really thought that was cool. Your ability to just hop from thing to thing, see what you liked about it, take that and then go on to the next thing. But yeah, I mean, it was always a treat too. And you come back and we could hang out and kind of see some of our old high school buddies. But yeah, I mean, deep down, I know you're still the same old Lucas. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it going after college more so than before and i'm sure that you've also experienced this even with mizzou being a little closer like you are still very isolated and like very independent yeah i feel like i don't know i just more naturally became a more confident and more just like came out of my shell and like i think that with specific friends very much you included in that like i don't think i really changed i think i just became like a more clearer picture of who it was i was at the time in high school and like how that reflected into college and, and even further now too. But yeah, I feel like for you, I, I would agree. And I would say the same thing in high school, you were never necessarily quiet with like me, whether it was like us screaming, watching football or playing NCAA or, you know, playing basketball, whatever it was, you know, we're just hanging out, literally doing nothing. I feel like I always saw an authentic version of you. And then I think throughout, you know, your college experience too, I think also come out of your shell, which I think is very natural for people. But I think it was very cool that throughout all the years, even in that, like our friendship and our dynamic never really changed because ultimately, like we both allowed ourselves to have been genuine and then continue to be genuinely the same person. If that makes sense. I couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> yeah, no need to. No need to. I mean, that's what college is for to a certain extent, like... I would say I was definitely quieter in high school. There were certain people that I would, like yourself, that I would just connect with on a very strong level and just be able to talk to about anything and make jokes about anything. Obviously, we had a lot of stuff in common, but I don't know. I think when you develop friendships like that, especially early in life, those are things that you want to continue throughout your life. thousand percent. And that's why we continued to do so, even though we were living thousands of miles apart. I think that's kind of a special thing. And it's also a pretty good subject for a podcast. So I think... I agree. I think you picked well. I think for our case, it's... Do you still consider us friends <laughs> over the course of all these years? This is true. Yeah, we've definitely seen each other grow and change and adapt, evolve. How many more synonyms can I come up with? I don't know. But yeah, one of which, one of those things for you included not only getting into a relationship, but eventually getting married as well. I had the tremendous honor of being a part of your wedding. Yeah. Tell me more about that wedding day and what you remember. Because from what I remember, it was just such a blast. Like literally from that morning all the way through that night <laughs> and like the after party, such a good time. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to think back on because, um, so 
just to give a little timeline of how the engagement came to be. So Amanda and I, who's my wife, uh, we were in a long distance relationship uh, for three years. She lived in Springfield. I lived in Kansas City slash Columbia for part of it. How far is Springfield from Columbia? It's about two and a half hours, which is similar to Kansas City. So it's about the same. Yeah. And in... 2019 we made the decision to move in together so she moved up from springfield to kansas city we got an apartment in the city a few months later something happened in 2020 that you know affected a few people yeah um right after we moved in COVID hit and we were spending all this time together in may of that year i decided i want to take it to the next level i love this girl and i want to be with her yeah And so I proposed in July. The planning process took a little over a year. And as you can imagine, it was not the easiest time to be planning a wedding. But I did really enjoy the experience of doing that with her because it's just, first of all, it takes up a great majority of your time trying to coordinate all the details. We also, um, I had the honor of having my grandfather do the ceremony because he is a priest and that was really cool to have him be a part of it with us. But yeah, man, I, I was so happy when you accepted being one of my groomsmen, like you said, it was a total blast. I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. That was, that was another great chapter of our friendship and kind of continued our relationship kind of beyond college because, you know, after college, after school, it's easy to kind of let those old friendships lay dormant or just not really keep up on them. But yeah, I feel like having you as part of that kind of helped rekindle that friendship in a way. And I was so glad to have you a part of it. Oh, yeah, I was so happy to be a part of it. You kind of mentioned this too a little bit earlier, but, you know, we would talk on the phone our freshman year. We would just catch up and just talk about how, you know, we were doing and what we were up to. And even now that we're a little bit busier, we still have time and find time to catch up and just chat on the phone. And then, you know, 20 minutes goes by and then 40 and then 70 minutes go by and it's like, oh my gosh, well, I gotta, I gotta go, you know, actually do some work or go to bed now. But I feel like a, a great marker for a true friendship is being able to just to feel like you're picking up right where you left off. And it always feels super easy with you. And I think, you know, in that again, goes back to just we were always ourselves and so it doesn't feel like our dynamic changed because we were always being just truthful and I think that I have friendships with people that I don't really talk to that much anymore in Kansas City that you know whenever we hang out it's like oh you know we're just on different wavelengths and I think even just to see Amanda very much like welcome me into her life you know as one of your friends and now becoming one of my friends too even though there is the distance and being able to see one another and hang out and like you guys invited me over for a poker night or meeting up at a brewery and like grabbing some beers like that also means so much to me because it doesn't just feel like i'm hanging out with quentin and then you know amanda's back at home or whatever like no i'm being both invested into by both of you but then also having the opportunity to continue to invest into both of you as well. So it's just been an awesome ride to see you both growing and flourishing and now having your own place and being able to visit. It's just been super awesome. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And this podcast is, I guess you could say another chapter in that. Yeah, yeah. Chapter 
13. <laughs> Lucky 13. Though it is episode 11, I want to clarify for anyone listening that I'm not confusing the episode numbers. I'm just saying we've been friends now for approximately 13 to fewer years. So, And that is genuinely wild to me because that's like half of our lifetimes. Oh, my God. Like it does, it does not. I can't really reckon with that, but it is true. And like, if you think about it, how many years were we not cognizant and aware for, you know what I mean? Like right. for that amount of time, like, yeah, even more so. Right. So that's awesome. And also very scary to think. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, podcast listeners. Are you ready to embark on an exciting language journey? If you've ever dreamt of mastering Spanish, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing Quentin's Spanish Classes, your ticket to unlocking the beauty and power of the Spanish language. Hola, me llamo Quentin. ¿Cómo estás? Whether you're a complete beginner or looking to enhance your existing skills, Quentin's Classes cater to all levels. ¿Dónde puedo encontrar un taxi? You're probably wondering, who is this Quentin guy? Well, let me tell you, he's not your average language teacher. He's a language enthusiast with a passion for making learning both fun and effective. Puede ayudarme. With three years of high school experience, Quentin has carefully crafted an engaging curriculum that focuses on real-world conversations, cultural insights, and practical skills you can use from day one. What a promise is that? Puede hablar más despacio? ¿Cuánto cuesta eso? Puede repetirlo. Did you understand all of those? Imagine confidently ordering your favorite dishes in a cozy Mexican cafe, impressing locals during your travels, or connecting with Spanish-speaking colleagues on a deeper level. Voy a pedir una chela. Quentin's unique teaching approach will have you conversing with ease and expanding your horizons. ¿Se puede tomar agua de la lava? I messed that one up. I know I'm busy and I don't do anything. So if you're worried about squeezing classes into your schedule, Quentin's got you covered. Puedo pagar con tarjeta? Flexible scheduling options and online classes make learning convenient no matter where you are. Plus, each class is tailored to your pace and goals, ensuring your progress is steady and enjoyable. Orale, que bien. Join the community of Quentin's pupils who've transformed their language learning experience. Say hola to new friendships, opportunities, and a world of possibilities. Don't miss out on this chance to make Spanish a vibrant part of your life. The world is waiting for your Spanish journey to begin. Quentin's Spanish Classes, where language comes to life. Mucho gusto! So a little bit before, uh, earlier when we hopped on, we were talking about college football uh, and how there's the new NCAA game coming out. And that reminded me, not only did we play that game a ton, you know, like you said earlier, getting Bowling Green to the BCS Bowl and stuff, but we also watched a ton of football together, some of which live. You know, we'd watch Chiefs games at Arrowhead Stadium. It was always a good time. But I remember two distinct memories of us watching college football in the basement of my parents' place. One of which was the kick six, which was yes. insane. I'm just thankful that I remember where I was at the time. And even more thankful that like out of any random, you know, Saturday night to be watching football, it was just me and you just chilling. <laughs> and then like one of the greatest sports things happened. Yes. And like, how amazing is that? I mean, 
that's the magic of sports. Yeah. You know, like we, neither one of us had a rooting interest. Like we did not care about either team. Now I actively cheer against Alabama. Yeah. At the time I just was enjoying. I think most people do. Yeah. Another game that Alabama lost that we watched in our basement was the sugar bowl against Ohio state. Mm -hmm. So insane. You know, that crazy Mike Thomas catch the Zeke run Cardale's Cinderella story. Yeah, man, that, uh, that basement, I feel like we watched a lot of just football on that 55, oh, yeah. 1080p, had 3D capabilities, but we never used it at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a lot of great memories down there. 100%. Do you remember when we met Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> oh, my God. So I almost brought that up earlier when we were talking about high school. Yeah. But then you said specifically school. But yes, I that that is a great core memory that I have. I somehow found the pictures. It was saved on like Google Photos. And it was probably one of like 12 pictures that I have uploaded there. I was thankful I had mine, thankful I had yours, texted it over. But yeah, the lighting was awful, but he was nice. He was nice at the time. I wish that like I could have been like, hey, Kaepernick's going to take you far. <laughs> yeah, like say something football related at the time. I totally agree. Yeah. But like in the moment, it was just like, kind of hard to believe so you're just like yeah and you don't you, you never want to like waste somebody's time like that for sure so we just snapped a quick pick and then called it good but and he left in a limousine <laughs> did he really i don't remember that yeah yeah i remember like seeing a limousine and then seeing him exit at the end i was like what the hell it was so jarring that is hilarious and he was there because his brother was uh the basketball coach right uh, his brother-in-law i think brother-in-law yeah okay yeah jimmy kane yes yeah coach man look at him yeah those were some some good days for the basketball team our freshman year of college that team won state so they did yeah good for them and they weren't the only powerhouse at south because obviously our football team was also racking up the championships yeah. that time as well and uh those two weren't the only powerhouses either. We uh, we did pretty well at journalism days at Mizzou. Oh, hell yes. The JAG had some, uh, with that Overcoming Adversity series, yeah. We uh, we racked up some awards as well. The newspaper team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. That was, that was a fun day. Yeah, I remember at one point for the sports section of the paper, we were so starved for stories that I covered a sophomore who played like three sports. <laughs> it's like, we, <laughs> like, it was like it's this like groundbreaking insane. thing and then everyone who was like being interviewed about him not to me but like to each other were then saying like yeah like why are you interview like it's not even that big of a deal and i'm like look man i'm just trying to do my job and like it's a high school newspaper sir like yeah like why are you raising your standards so high yeah let's just let's just do the interview <laughs> you'll 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 be fine can just continue on it also reminds me man i feel like we did we just went to a lot of things together, including, I think what was ultimately my very first concert, the Drake concert. Was that your first concert? Wow. I think so. Which also like was the night that Ohio State lost to Michigan State in the Big Ten Championship. And then I think that was the night that Mizzou lost to Alabama as well. There was a lot going on that day. Kansas City Sporting. I think. Or Sporting. Yes, they won, they won a championship the same day yeah in penalty kicks if i recall correctly yeah. right before the the concert we were watching it at the bar at that pizza bar across the street 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember Miguel opened for Drake, and he sang Power Trip. That was amazing. I feel like just a lot of great experiences of us just like doing stuff, especially at least on my end, doing stuff that I feel like only you would join me in, <laughs> <laughs> which I appreciate. Uh, same, same here, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely would not have gone to a concert by myself. <laughs> and that was... I'm trying to think like where that was on Drake's that was a, career arc. Nothing was the same. Okay. Yeah. That was back when he was still, you know, making fire, but maybe not at the top of his popularity yet. Not yet. There you go. Yeah. So what are you up to nowadays? You are, I would want to take a guess, but I don't want to be wrong. So I'll just let you answer. <laughs> yeah. So I work at an investment firm called American Century. They're based here in Kansas City, and they're actually very close to where I've lived the past few years. Um, so that was nice being able to have a short commute. And I actually just recently got a new gig there. So I do workforce management for our contact center, which basically means tracking their schedules, um, making sure that we have enough coverage for the busy spikes throughout the day, throughout the year. A lot of data-focused requests for management, um, which I'm happy about finally being able to use my major of statistics. Yeah, I was going to say, I know you mentioned going back to school for statistics as well, right? Yeah, so I'm in grad school right now at Rockhurst, kind of going deeper into data analysis and um, was thrilled that that, I think, helped kind of propel me to this new job. And so far, I'm, I'm liking it a lot more than my last job where I was basically processing the requests that our clients would send in to, you know, open an account or redeem some money, just very basic everyday things that people do. So now it's kind of more of a higher level view of the department and I'm able to, you know, work with some of the leaders there and try to make improvements and get a feel for how the business is running and so it's it's been good. I started about a month ago, so I'm still pretty new at it, but um, I'm liking it so far. Yeah, that, that's super exciting. How do you feel like your experience in college with that major is like helping you now with that job, if at all? <laughs> so Mizzou had a great program. I would say I probably learned more of the theory behind statistics than was necessary, mm. but that's I guess part of the reason I wanted to go back to grad school and just get more experience in things that are closer to what's used in the real world by most businesses. So I I would say it gave me a really good foundation in college. And obviously beyond what you learn, it's just developing those soft skills like being social and knowing how to talk to people at all levels, trying to break things down for them because a lot of people you may not realize this a lot of people don't enjoy statistics which is crazy to me but (laughs) college teaches you so much beyond just what you learn in the classroom and oh absolutely that's definitely uh just the overall experience i think helps you in your career in all kinds of ways yeah that's awesome so what what is next for you now Ooh, what's next 
Well, if you ask my mom and like most of the rest of my family, now that um, settled down, got a wife, we have a house here that we're putting together. And, you know, we've talked about this as well. Not sure if we're ready for the step, but having uh, some youngsters around maybe in the near future, some little kiddos. Some little Quentins running around? Yeah, I don't know if we'll pass the name on, but, uh, you know. (laughs) Little mini me's, yeah. It's commit to naming your first child Lucas on the podcast. Maybe a middle name. Feel like that could be a good middle name. What? That's crazy. I'll take it. I was not expecting a hard (laughs) no. (laughs) I mean, I'm not like swearing a blood oath or anything, but I I will put it under consideration going forward. That is more than I could ever ask for. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, uh, just kind of in that phase where you're becoming more confident in your adult self. I feel like early to mid twenties, you're in this weird limbo where it still feels like you're kind of like a kid, yeah. but you're taking on all these responsibilities uh, of being an adult. So I feel like past few years, like just adjusting to that has made me more confident person and yeah i'm definitely not a full adult yet but i feel like i'm on the right track yeah i would say you're a full adult at this point from what i see and what i hear so oh thank you appreciate that okay Uh, can i oh yeah can i I flip that around on you you maybe have answered this in, in a previous episode but what's next for the big lucas man oh man i don't know i think I would say, yeah, I think just like trying to stay disciplined with this podcast. It's been really fun. I feel like I've learned a lot and like being consistent and knowing that I want to record something and put something out every week, regardless if it's, you know, one person or a million people, like there's even just anyone out there expecting to hear it and willing to listen is really fun. I've been taking some like acting workshops, which has been really fun. And so hoping that here in the near future, I'm able to shoot some stuff that I am writing, directing, and even acting in. So, you know, maybe uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. It's been just a really like healthy season of life for me. Um, Yeah, I've just been in a good rhythm. I like that phrase. I've, I've never really heard that one. Rhythm of life. That's good. It just feels like waves in the ocean where it's just like, I still have my balance, but I'm being, you know, pushed and pulled and it's both soothing, but also like, it's very active too. I still have to be aware of how I'm interacting with my surroundings. So yeah, I've tried to not be passive, which has been challenging to do because I don't have to be doing anything, but also very rewarding. That's, that's a really good point. You know, when you become an adult, you have more freedoms in some ways and less in others. So as a kid, maybe you had hobbies of drawing or writing or whatever that you may not feel like you have time for as an adult. But I I feel like a lot of it just comes down to committing to it and making it a daily part of your life. And that's definitely the case with you. I mean, you're one of the most creative people I know starting a podcast. You obviously write scripts, want to direct movies and TV shows going to the future. It's just really cool to 
have someone who has those dreams and ambitions uh, and really puts them into practice. And that's something I've wanted to work on myself is just trying to find more outlets like that where you can feel like you're being productive and creating something and not just, you know, going through the motions. So yeah. I, I think it's really cool what you're doing and the, the path you're on. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for, for saying that. It's funny because whenever I go back to Kansas City or even Ohio, I feel like it's my friends that draw me out and like inspire me to make whatever it is I want to make. Like, oh man, like this would make so-and-so laugh a lot. Or like, you know, you, you kind of introduced me into Breaking Bad and it's like, oh man, like this crime drama that I'm writing or crime dramedy would really like you know, impress Quentin and he would like love this and he wouldn't be expecting this twist or turn. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that, yeah, again, you know, that's both in, I guess, either selfish or insecure way of like, Oh, you know, let me make sure that I can impress people that I'm friends with. But also I think in an inspirational way of like, yeah, I've been impacted by these people who, you know, had you not showed me breaking bad and had we not, had you not rewatched it with me? Like, I don't know. Like that was one of the shows that really inspired me to want to, you know, pick up a pen so to speak or start typing in the first place and yeah just really cool that in a way hopefully i can eventually provide the same joy and entertainment because that would be really rewarding too so well you're off to a great start with this podcast i think yeah here we are we're doing the thing (laughs) um i've got a question from the last (laughs) guest sean asks what's the angriest you've ever been at me and he says, if nothing comes to mind, what frustrates you the most about me? Oh, man. And feel free to answer both. <laughs> oh, geez. That's that's a tough one. Yeah, I know you've got so much to pick from. <laughs> Keep it quick. I mean, to be honest, like, <laughs> I usually gravitate towards people who who don't make me angry because I just can't handle that. And a lot of people do. (laughs) We have so many of those little ticks in common. Yeah. That's kind of what made it so easy to hang out. It's like things that I'm sure make other people mad about me is probably the same about you, but I'm just unable to identify those because we're (laughs) such similar people. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. It does. I'm not and the best. Not not an answer you were looking for, probably. But that. but it is an answer I wanted to hear. <laughs> not that this is like anything that was frustrating, but I just now remembered too regarding <laughs> playing video games together. At one point, I remember we stayed up so late that I watched the sunrise at your in your parents' basement. <laughs> and we were just playing like Madden or whatever for however many hours or like two K. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, well, I guess it's time for bed. It was like six or seven in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, you know what? Maybe I'll answer the question for you. But what must have been so frustrating at times too was like, if I were to come over or if you were spending the night at my place and we were playing video games, I would just like stay up and then you would like start dozing off and I'd be like, Quentin, wake up. <laughs> and okay. Like, yes. That, yeah. that yeah, is yeah, coming yeah. back to me Yeah, a little bit. I was just having so much fun. I didn't want the night to end. But yeah, I remember that several times where you were always a champ about it. You always kept playing, but... Well, yeah, I guess that's that's a, that's a thing about me is I'm kind of the early passer-outer yeah. uh, and like groups of people are hanging out and they'll want to stay up 
until the sun comes up and I'm just like, I physically cannot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely remember those nights where, you know, we were, we were trying to get, you know, one more season, one more we just, game. It is so long. <laughs> yeah. the time that you uh you drank so much southern comfort and you just uh threw up in the bathroom downstairs <laughs> that was your fault for getting southern comfort sure because that did not yeah. uh, sit well with me but i know yeah you loved your southern comfort and cokes so I yes yes along with it as one does that and domino's pizza oh yeah call it a night yeah what is a question you have for the next guest? Oh, question for the next guest. Okay. Okay. I think I got it. If you and Lucas were on a deserted island together, what album would you bring to listen to for the rest of time? Interesting. A little out there. I, I was worried because there was a question of like, if you were on an island what item would you need to outlast Lucas on the island? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I don't know why they have to be stuck with me on the island, <laughs> but uh, I like this. And, and and only have a like a portable boombox CD player. Yes. But yeah. I love that. Nice. <laughs> I'm excited to, to hear what they have to say. Yeah, no, I, I'm trying to think what my answer would be, and it would probably be like nothing was the same. Wow. Right? Yeah. I feel like that just captures that era so well. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not watched the throne. That's a good option as well. Yeah, all I remember is that album. Yeah. It was like the album I would listen to to hype me up for gym class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, Ham would come up. That's great. No Church in the Wild. Just boom. I'm ready for I'm ready for basketball. I'm ready for day 42 of basketball. You're knocking down 10 threes in a row after listening to that. Yeah, I, I'm automatic. There's no stopping me. Because who can stop me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Truly coming across now how little Spanish I remember.